to the needs of children through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. And this is Ron Clements here with my wife, Patty. Hello. We're getting ready to leave Cincinnati, head up to Detroit, where Wednesday we will go to a Tigers game at Comerica Park with some kids, thanks to a donation of tickets from the Detroit Tigers to the Student Advocacy Center in Michigan. And uh, so very thankful to the Tigers for that. That'll be Wednesday. We will discuss that on Thursday's episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. But today, it's all Queen City. Queen City of the West. Queen City of Ohio. Cincinnati. Right on the Ohio River. Not to be confused with the Queen City in southwestern North Carolina. A.K.A. Charlotte. Right. Which, to me, that's really the Queen City. I don't care what they say. But that's partially because I'm biased because I live there. I'm sure well, if I lived discuss- here, I would probably say the opposite. But yeah. Well, let's discuss the histories of the two queen cities. By the way, Buffalo, New York also claims itself as uh, as the nickname of the queen city. I really don't know the origin of that one. but Well, let's stick with these two then. Right. So Charlotte, in terms of date, uh, definitely had it first. Yeah, so... Almost, almost 100 years earlier. <laughs> it was actually named for a queen, so right. therefore that, to me, just gives it the crown, ah, if you will. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Charlotte was named for the queen regent of Great Britain back in uh, the 17, what, 80s? And uh, it was Queen Charlotte mecklenburg Strelitz. She was the wife of King George III, and, and when they settled... Charlotte, it was basically, they named it Charlotte basically to appease King George. Because remember the time period here, we're talking like the... It's 1750s, 17, actually. 1750s, yeah, yeah, I said 1780s, 1750s. And uh, so trying to appease the crown over there in England. So they named a major city, what eventually became a major city, but it was a huge trading post at the time. And uh, so they named that in honor of his new bride, uh, who he had married from Germany. And that's why Charlotte is in Mecklenburg County, because that was her maiden name. Uh, she was from Strelitz. So there you go. There's Charlotte. And we like Charlotte. We do. And I like Cincinnati. We did like Cincinnati. It has multiple nicknames, actually. Yeah. So Rome is known as the City of the Seven Hills. Well, apparently Cincinnati is, too. Which, Cincinnati, you don't realize the name. It's got Italian ties, because there was a dictator, like... 440 BC, he was a dictator twice. His name was Cincinnatus. And this guy actually was appointed dictator by the Roman Senate because they didn't really have an emperor. So they gave him like the supreme power and he gave it up once, once they had an emperor. Then they needed him again. And after like eight years, he gave up power again. The guy was the guy was like a farmer. Who they just say, hey, buddy, you used to be a senator. Can you run our country for, or can you run the empire for a few years? Sure. And then when he, when they didn't need him anymore, he willingly gave up the power. And why do we know this history? Because we ran across a mural. A huge mural on a building in the Over the Rhine 
area of Cincinnati, which was settled by Germans. So we're talking like a, a multicultural city here. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I really like the different neighborhoods and and over the Rhine, like you said, like I said, a German uh, origin. But back to the the uh, uh, Italy thing, I kind of got off on a tangent with Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> Rome is known as the city of the seven hills. One thing you notice about Cincinnati was how hilly it is and how right. spread out it is because of all those hills. Well, apparently Cincinnati also has the nickname of the city of the seven hills with the bluffs right on the Ohio River. Yeah, it's- we learned that from my friend Michelle, who I went to grade school and high school with and lives in Cincinnati and has for over 20 years. And so we were talking a little bit about the fact that it's hilly and I would have expected it to be flat. Right. And we learned some more history. Uh, yeah, Patty, uh, the former Michelle Myers, and uh, Jim Tomey. All products of <laughs> Limestone High School in Bartonville, Illinois. But other nicknames of uh, Cincinnati, the Blue Chip City. I really don't know much about that, but uh, there is a place here called Blue Chip Cookies. Uh, we did not go to there, but we did uh, sample a couple other local uh, establishments, but we'll get to that here uh, a bit later. But the Queen of the West and the Queen City. The Queen of the West is basically why Cincinnati adopted the nickname the Queen City in the 1850s, 1860s. Because in 1854, Longfellow, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, wrote a poem. And in that poem about Cincinnati, he called it the Queen of the West. Because at the time, it was the largest city not on the Atlantic Ocean or the Gulf of Mexico. The largest city in the U.S., not basically on a sea and that was during the time of westward expansion so at the time cincinnati coming down the ohio had a prime spot on the ohio river and so there there you go it was from a poem charlotte named queen city because of an actual queen cincinnati queen city because of a poem again that's why i'm giving it to charlotte (laughs) but you mentioned the different nicknames so another one that when we were looking up a little bit of information about why it was called the Queen City, we found out, is also a key to why one of the sta- the stadium concessions is called Porkopolis. Yeah, huge pork industry. And so yeah, there's actually at least two that we saw. Probably, I think there's three in there, though. In, there's in, at least uh, three. In Great American Ballpark, three concession stands called Porkopolis. And uh, obviously they have pork products. That was another nickname that Cincinnati had because of the big pork industry in and around the area right here on the Ohio-Kentucky border. And speaking of the concessions in the ballpark, we talked a little bit about that we had the Skyline Chili, quote-unquote, Coney Dogs. Right, which we were very underwhelmed by. Yep, and now I can officially say I have had Skyline Chili. And it's not chili, people. No. It's weird spaghetti. <laughs> well, and, and, and like it's not I very said, good. it's not really spaghetti either. It's got spaghetti noodles. It's got a sauce that they like to call chili, but what I did learn about it, which made me actually appreciate it from a little bit of a different angle, again, still not chili, still not spaghetti, but is that it was a Greek influence. Influence, yeah. yeah well, there's a, the founder was Greek, and it was his recipe, and again, so I could really taste that. You could t- taste like the allspice and some of the other Greek- Cloves. Cloves yeah. don't belong in chili. <laughs> It's not chili, people. <laughs> oh, I feel I feel sorry for people who grew up in Cincinnati and think that that is chili. Go to Texas, people. That's chili. <laughs> Just go to the Midwest. You'll 
the true Midwest, you'll get some chili. Because I don't know if I call this the Midwest. We're not going to rail on Cincinnati. We actually, I mean, we, we kind of are a, a little bit right now. But no, we, I didn't but mean we, it that we, way. We, we, we actually did enjoy Cincinnati. And we'll talk about some of the cool things we did in Cincinnati, including going to a second baseball game at Great American Ballpark with some friends of ours, including an eight-year-old boy who had a good time and because we're trying to get kids out to ball games, and this wasn't a foster kid or anything like that. But he was a kid who we got to see uh, the joy on his face being at a Major League Baseball game. So we'll talk about that right after this word from Children's Hope Alliance. I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're here and they're our family and they're our kids. Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. Welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. And Patty, Great American Ballpark was the first stadium where we went to multiple baseball games. And the second one on Friday, we had some special guests with us, the Pullman family up from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Trisha, Kirsten, and their son, Finnegan. Yeah, and it was Finn's first major league game. Yeah, he's eight years old. He had been to like some minor league games in Nashville and, and uh, other places, but had never been to a major league baseball game. And it was kind of funny to see him just sprint once the rain delay was, they announced that the rain delay, there was a nine a ninth inning rain delay during Friday's game. It went to 10 innings. Your Cardinals beat the Reds. But Finn, though, so we were up in the 400 level, and Finn was so excited to go down and sit behind home plate, which we could because it was empty, basically, by the time the ninth inning resumed, and then we got into the 10th inning. Yeah, and it and was pretty much was, raining through the whole game yeah, anyway, so, so... Even the people who were there in the first inning, a lot of them had left, and then there was a mass exodus during that the actual rain delay when the tarp went on the field, so we got to sit down... Uh, not in the section directly behind home plate that's got like the the you know the buffet and you know but the section right behind that uh we got to sit there and Finn I mean just to once we got down to that main concourse the kid just darted toward like that that, that area and I guess well I guess this is where we're going right <laughs> so to see the excitement on his face of being at a, a major league baseball game for the first time and that's the kind of experience I know other kids when we go to baseball games like in Detroit on Wednesday those are, those kids are going to ha- have similar feelings they're going to have that excitement level and and it's just awesome to see the joy on a kid's face and you know Sunday morning I'm getting ready to like pack some stuff up because I knew we were leaving Monday and I'm waiting on people to get ready and I was wondering where Kirsten and Finnegan went. I didn't know where they had where they had gone. Several minutes later, I saw them come around a corner with their gloves and a baseball. So they'd taken them to a little grassy area in the RV park, and they were playing catch. And you know, we're trying to help kids find their families, and there are a lot of kids out there who don't have a dad to take them to play catch. And so that's we hope to inspire people. If you're a father, if you are a, a man out there and you want to help a child, you don't even have to. Uh, adopt or foster you can volunteer you can be that guy who takes a kid for a for for catch uh be a big brother 
donate to an organization. If you don't have the time to do that yourself, donate to an organization so they can help with their outreach and find people to help help a kid play. Just go play catch. It's really the simple things that matter in well, these kids' lives. And again, helping kids be kids. Exactly. And so to see Finn just, uh, I mean, he could play catch with his dad. You totally knew he, he like caught the baseball bug. He had played Little League this this past year, but I think really going to a Major League Baseball game. And then, his next, and then no, this was Saturday. It wasn't Sunday. It was the next day after going to the baseball game. He wanted to play catch with his dad. So that was really cool to see. It was. And then speaking of going to see the Tigers soon, by the way, we saw some Tigers on Saturday as well. <laughs> yeah, we went to the zoo. <laughs> and that was another neat thing. The Cincinnati Zoo is really, really big. I wasn't really expecting it's it to huge. be big. It's huge. And they call it the Zoo and Botanical Gardens, so they've got a lot of nice plants and flowers, and it's just a really neat place for families to go and enjoy themselves. Yeah, and what I really liked about the zoo, too, is that sometimes you'll see a zoo and you're basically paying ballpark prices to buy food or drinks. or anything. They actually wasn't even that bad. Now, you do have to pay to get into the zoo, which... We got spoiled in St. Louis. The Absolutely. Zoo, the zoo is free in St. Louis. And we're just like, I remember, I remember the first time we went to go visit Trisha and Kirsten in Nebraska. And we went to the Omaha Zoo. And I was like, it's free, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get spoiled by that in St. Louis. But and I don't think it was cost prohibitive for a family necessarily for this one it was what what'd you say i think it was 18 dollars for an adult is that correct uh, it was 17 if you buy it online 19 at the at the gate there for an adult uh kids i think were 12 and 14 or something like that maybe 12 and 13 and you you consider that they've got to take care of the animals and everything oh and yeah in st they're... louis they set up a trust to take care of the zoo and everything else in forest park so yeah that's why they're able to do right. that but they have a lot of, a huge variety of animals in there. And what was your favorite part? What was your favorite animal or what have you? I'm going to say the ape and primate section only because you actually saw families interacting. There was a family of four uh, with the bonobos, I believe it was. And then the mother was like literally breastfeeding a, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the children. And that was really neat. Well, and the two sisters were, were wrestling around yeah, and that playing. Was, that was so funny. It was so funny. So they were like swinging from this vine. There was they would like kind of walk up onto these logs or whatever they are, and then the one would swing from a vine, and if the other one was down on the ground, they'd kind of like land on them, you know. <laughs> so that was hilarious. It was funny. Those were actually gorillas. Those were gorillas. Those, and then uh, yeah. it was the bonobos where the uh, mother was uh, breastfeeding. breastfeeding. That's yep. what it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that that was actually my favorite part, too, because there was a lot more interaction going on there. It was a hot day, so a lot of the animals were just napping, but it was a really neat experience regardless. Yeah, unfortunately, we missed the famous Fiona the hippo, uh, so we missed her. But I did go to the aquarium and see some sharks on Sunday while you were getting your nails done. Everybody needs a little time away, I hear they say. <laughs> so I had a little me time at the aquarium. Patty had a little me time. I uh, posted a... I, took a lot of pictures and we'll post those at the home run we'll post some of those at the home run on wheels photo gallery uh, so you can see the uh i i, I had my own little shark week end day <laughs> <laughs> that was a stretch but anyway um then i came back down and joined you and we went to the purple bridge at the purple people bridge which spans the ohio river from ohio into kentucky and at the 
aquarium and everything is actually in Newport, Kentucky, which is on the other side of downtown Cincinnati. And I, I can't, again, say how much I really like the, the scenic views of downtown Cincinnati. It's, it's, just a re- it's really pretty down there. It is really pretty. And again, the park on the Cincinnati side was really neat. And then the park on that Newport side where it's not really a park, I guess. It's more of a... It's like what a riverfront causeway kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, but that's really neat. And the fact that you can walk across that pedestrian bridge, and apparently they have concerts out there and everything. Yeah, there was Italian Fest going on Sunday, so they had live music out there. One guy made sure to everybody knew he was playing the Beatles. Yeah, every time he would four songs finish a in a song. Row. That was the Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, really, overall, I would say I enjoyed Cincinnati. We did. And I tell you what, probably the coolest craft brewery I've ever seen in my life. Folks, there's a place called Ryan Geist Brewery. It's down by Finley Market. I don't know if that's the over the Rhine neighborhood or not, but anyway, Ryan Geist Brewery. Very popular for wedding receptions. There was a wedding reception going on Saturday when we were there. This place right now has a an actual full dinosaur fossil on display that the University of Cincinnati Archaeological Department dug up in Montana and they put it on display at Rheingeist Brewery and it is it's 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 incredible to see. So if you've been to the Cabarrus brewery in Charlotte, you'll you would recognize when I first walked in I was like, oh this is a lot like Cabarrus. But then I see the big dinosaur. And then just there were just so many different amenities that they've amped up. And very very kid friendly too. They had cornhole, they had foosball Finnegan played foosball with his dad uh and and the foosball is free all you need to do is submit an id um to to get the ball uh there's pinball machines and there's a lot of stuff for young and old kids right i played a pinball you had a game of thrones pinball machine i had to play that yeah and they they do um make it 21 and over once you get to 8 yeah 8 PM, after 8 p.m which is which is fine yeah yeah so but it's nice that you're able to go there and you know, restaurant do a next door has a little stand there to serve food for people who want that. Um, yeah, Rheingeist was really really cool. And when I looked up places to see in Cincinnati, it was I was on the list of of places to see, as well as the aquarium and uh, oh the the Carew Tower. You guys, you got to go up to the Carew Tower. It's the highest point you're gonna. Of a building you're going to see in Cincinnati, it's the second tallest building in Cincinnati, 49 floors, and but it's the highest building because of where it sits. It sits at a higher elevation than the Great American uh, Insurance Building, so you have an just awesome views of downtown Cincinnati. Yeah, and I didn't... 360 view. When you get up there, you can really see the way the river really bends there near Cincinnati. You see the bridges. You see out the other direction and and the other buildings and all the trains. Apparently... Huge train station with mostly freights. Apparently, this was a big hub. It makes sense when you think Mm -hmm. about history and where it is and, and what was going on back when it was coming up and flourishing, so... It's it's very interesting, and that was a lot of fun. And four dollars, four dollars for an adult, two dollars for kids. So a family of three, it's ten bucks. Yeah, and if you're a fan of Art Deco, you would love this building and and a little bit of the area around it. Without a doubt, it's right by Fountain Square, which is awesome, beautiful fountain statue. 
and there was a they're getting they're setting up for live music but then it was starting to rain so we uh we we headed to the car and we went over to ryan guys after that so but uh cincinnati uh we had a fun our week here exploring the city and we are really looking forward to exploring detroit this week we'll be up there well starting today through the 15th and then from there chicago we have been to chicago before so i am actually more excited about going to really going to Detroit for the first time than I am Chicago. <laughs> going to the Motor City, speaking of nicknames. Yeah, we're going to take the motor coach to the Motor City. So, folks, again, Thursday, we'll be coming to you from Detroit, and we will talk about Wednesday's game where we were able to get 20 tickets from the Detroit Tigers donated to the Student Advocacy Center of Michigan. That'll do it for this episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Thank you for listening. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends